Entrepreneur on Fire 525. In need of some motivation? We've got you covered seven days a week. Join John Lee Dumas and today's Entrepreneur on Fire. Taking control of your business means finding the best possible processes for you. Go to evoice.com, get $5 off every month for life when you enter promo code FIRE. That's evoice.com, promo code FIRE. Industry-leading bookmarking technology? I know, that's audiobooks.com. Seamlessly switch between devices without losing your place. You can even get your first book for free by going to audiobooks.com slash FIRE. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Tony Stubblebine. Tony, are you prepared to ignite? Yes. All right. Tony co-founded Lyft on the idea that positive reinforcement and community support could be deployed universally to help people achieve their goals. Prior to Lyft, he was the founder and CEO of Crowdvine, which builds simple and powerful social software to help people connect and meet. Giving our listeners just a little overview, Tony. So take a minute. Tell us about you personally, because we want to get to know you. Then give us an overview of your business. I wasn't always an entrepreneur, but once I got into it, what I was looking for is just to find meaningful work. And for me, Lyft is this thing, I call it my life's work now, is to figure out how any of us could become uh, superhuman. And basically what we found is no matter what you're trying to achieve, health, fitness, productivity, happiness, that there is a way to coach that and motivate you to help you get there. And so basically we think of Lyft as the delivery mechanism for fantastic coaching so that you can achieve any goal. And Tony, give us a little background about you personally. Oh, you want something more about me? Oh, I want juice, baby. Like I'm a California kid and I was a programmer originally and had just really, I spent my uh, like real early part of my career just obsessed with writing code and then every now and then I'd pick my head up and I'd be like, well, I wrote all this code, but nobody's using it. Like, what, you know, why is that? What went wrong? And that's what got me interested in, in the business side of it. And so I started asking my managers, I started asking the CEO, like, how, how can we do stuff that's more successful that people actually use that makes a, a bigger difference in the world? And so um, that, you know, eventually it just dawned on me, well, hey, why am I relying on other people for that? Why don't I start my own company, just write code for myself and, and make sure that we're, we're solving, a, um, uh, solving a problem. And, uh, and that's how I became an entrepreneur. And so I did one company, Crowdvine, which I bootstrapped, which, you know, out here where I live in California, most people are taking investment. But when I did Crowdvine, I just did it all on my own and all on revenue from uh, customers. What they say about bootstrap software companies is that the first couple of years are just miserable because you don't, you don't have nearly as much income as you need. And then somewhere around year four or five, it becomes really like profitable and easy. And that's exactly what I found is year four, it was, uh, you know, I'd hired enough people that they ran almost the entire company for me. And it was a pretty comfortable business. Uh, and that's when I like evaluated my life one more time. And I said, well, wait a second, is uh, building software for conferences my mission in life? 
And no, it's not at all. And so that's like, that's when I really had to think, well, what business, if I could do it from scratch, what business would I start? And that's, that led me to Lyft. And I think regardless of, you know, whether this company uh, succeeds or how long it lives, I do feel like I'm in a space where, where I would want to stay just simply because it's, it's um, just fascinating. I mean, you know, your, your job is you're interviewing entrepreneurs every day to find out why they're successful. And I feel like I'm in the same job. I'm just interviewing a broader range of people about what made them successful. Fascinating, Tony. And I actually have a really interesting quick story to share with you and with Fire Nation that still kind of gives me the weebie-jeebies every now and then because back in the fall, I was home in Maine. I live in San Diego myself and I was out in a jog and I always listen to podcasts. So I was listening to a podcast where you were actually being interviewed and it was the first time I had heard about Lyft. It was the first time I heard your story. I was really inspired truly by your focus on your mission and your life's work and it really just kind of lit a fire in me and I'm like, this is a guy who gets it. This is a guy that's going out and taking control of his life and I was inspired and I remember, honestly, this was a long run in the cold fall. I can remember right where I was and I'm like, okay, I got to remember, I have about three miles left. I'm going to the next podcast but I want to remember to get back and email Tony or his company and see if I can get him on Entrepreneur on Fire and I kid you not, I get back, I shower, I sit down in front of my computer and there's an email from your assistant telling me about you and about Lyft and seeing if there was a way for us to have an interview. And I was like, if this is not meant to be, it is meant to be. And here we are today chatting. And it's just one of those really cool experiences that happens sometimes in life. Because Tony, you have an amazing journey. And we're really going to focus and spotlight that yeah. journey today on Entrepreneur on Fire. But before we do, we always start with a success quote to get that motivational ball rolling. So take it away. This was told to me by Bizstone, although I've heard it, who is one of the Twitter founders, although I've heard it, um, variations of it from other people. And it's, it takes 10 years to become an overnight success. <laughs> and that's like, I mean, that's just the truth of it. Like, you know, Lyft is in the business of figuring out how people are successful. And look, the secret to success is hard work. And deep down, we all know that, or at least we're not surprised to find that out. But like Lyft is actually out there gathering data and doing research on people that are succeeding and that like it's sort of this good news, bad news, right? The good news is that we can all do more than we're currently doing. The bad news is is that we're going to have to get off the couch, turn off the TV and actually, (laughs) you know, roll up our sleeves and do some work. So um, hopefully your your listeners uh, think of that as an optimistic statement. Um, I certainly do. I think of it as optimistic and I completely resonate with it because Tony, my aha moment came at 32 years old. So that was 10 years after I graduated college and became an officer in the US Army, which led me to that point 10 years later to have the quote unquote overnight success. It was 10 years of failure, of struggle, of discipline, of learning before I was ready to ever even take on something like this on my own. So that quote means a lot to me. And I think Fire Nation will look at it very optimistically. And now, Tony, let's talk about you. Let's talk about your entrepreneurial journey. You've had successes. We know that. And we're going to talk about those. But you've also had failures. And that's where I want to focus on first. Tell us one story, Tony. Take us down to the ground level. We want to be there with you for that failure. I want to tell you two stories. And actually, it explains entrepreneurship less as about some sort of heroic act and more as uh, a journey. 
And so when I tell people that I'm a two-time entrepreneur, I like to also tell them that I'm a two-time wantrepreneur. You know, a wantrepreneur is this phrase that's like this pejorative, this put-down of people who go around talking about it, starting a company but not actually doing anything. And I used to look down on those people, and then I and then I started thinking back on my own life. I was like, well, wait a second. In high school, I started this company where I was going to do in-home tech support because I knew everything about computers and computers were new. And I was like, I talked to everyone I knew about, you know, the details of this company. And I was really hung up on whether or not I should charge $15 an hour or whether I could get away with charging $25 an hour. And then once I decided on a price, I, I printed out a flyer, just one flyer, uh, with these little tear-offs with my phone number. Uh, took the bus with this flyer and posted it uh, at um, at this hospital, UCSF, where my mom where where my mom worked. Uh, went home. No one ever called me. I never posted a second <laughs> flyer. That was the end of my company. And so this like this question of how much could I like charge ended up being this completely meaningless question because the reality was that I was just never going to follow through with this company. And I had one other like that where I was actually working professionally as a programmer at that point. And I wanted to build a business building websites for restaurants because I thought that just generally the restaurant websites were terrible. They didn't have the menu. They didn't have a prominent phone number or address. Like the basic information you would need just wasn't there at all. But I thought in order for the websites to be beautiful, you'd be able, you'd need to be able to get, um, great photos of their food and of the, you know, the sort of the dining area. And so I thought, all right. So I thought the first step is I'm going to need to buy a digital camera. So I bought my first digital camera for that business. And uh, as soon as I bought the camera, that was the end of that business. I didn't take it one step further than that. <laughs> didn't talk to a single restaurant, right? And it's like, I just like, I put so much thought into it and so much planning and decided like, even though it was like, all right, I might buy this digital camera and then I'm going to be ready to rock. And then I didn't do anything. And you know, what I've come to believe is that a lot of time this failure is not just that you learn lessons, but it's, it's like you are role playing what you're going to do when you're actually ready to succeed. And so later on, you know, when I actually was ready to start a company, it wasn't completely unfamiliar to me because I had fantasized about starting these other two companies, if that makes sense. That makes a ton of sense, Tony. And that analysis paralysis that so many entrepreneurs face when they have this idea, this passion, they get all fired up and then they go to launch and they're like, whoa, the imposter syndrome. Why would anybody listen to me? Why would anybody want a website designed by me? Why would anybody want to hear my podcast? It freezes us in our tracks. So Tony, boil it down for us into one thing that you want us to walk away with from that experience that you've had with your failures in your journey. Failure is temporary and success is additive. And if you have any sort of a mathy mind, what that means is like that's the explanation for why the failure doesn't matter, right? Like when I raised money for this company, no one was looking at those two fake businesses that I started and going, oh, but, you know, he did start those two fake businesses and those didn't go anywhere, right? (laughs) Like that's just not part of my resume, Right. So all of those little failures, they just end up not being part of your resume. Maybe it, it spends down some of the time that you have on Earth. But other than that, there's really no um, no long term effect. Whereas the all of the successes that I've ever had, they end up being additive where, uh, you know, 
my co-founder in this company is someone that I worked with in my first job out of college. My inv- three of my investors in this company are people I worked with in 2005, right? So I like had just a series of successes, maybe small successes in my early career, which are paying off for me now as a founder. You know, a lot of entrepreneurs think about how emotionally difficult this job is because there's so much uncertainty. So many people are looking to you. You have these these incredible highs followed by these incredible lows. And it, it, that's my basic takeaway is that, you know, the lows will all go away and that you just can't obsess over over the failure because it just it, it, it doesn't matter. The failures like literally don't matter for you. And I just, I try and think about my career now as accumulating as much uh, successes as possible because I know over time they, they do add up. So Tony, let's take this great takeaway you share with us, those two stories about your failure and go to the other end of the spectrum. Let's talk about an aha moment, a light bulb that went off at some point in your journey. Tell us that story, Tony. Take us down to the ground level when that idea formed in your mind and what steps did you take to turn that idea into success? You know, it's nice that my significant other uh, travels a lot because every now and then I get time where I'm just completely by myself. And it happened <laughs> as I was thinking that I might unwind from Crowdline. I, I watched this talk about the future of gamification, how it's going to take over every aspect of our lives. And we'd all be like constantly being manipulated e- either for our own benefit or for the benefit of advertisers. And, um, and there was something about this talk though that made me realize that you could harness that sort of power of uh, what we know about psychology and what how how technology can be persuasive in our own lives. We could you know harness that for good. And what I what I remember is this like I saw a talk on that topic. Everything that I'd been thinking just clicked immediately, and I coded nonstop for four days. And at the end of those four days, I had the first version of Lyft, which worked for me amazingly in that it basically eliminated all procrastination in my life because I was so addicted to tracking my achievements in this little system and being rewarded. We had a little reward system and being rewarded that like I like everything that I'd been holding off on doing, I was able to do it's like i'd walk by a sink full of dirty dishes and think oh i'm supposed to do those dishes i'm gonna do them right now or i would um you know i would track how many tasks i get done in a day and i'm I'm pretty diligent about tracking the details of my day and uh, a normal day before i had lyft was something like 40 or 50 tasks and i started applying the that version of lyft to that and suddenly i was completing 150 or 200 tasks And it was like, it was just an unbelievably visceral effect on my own productivity. And that was like, that it started with this um, aha, like I see how to, how this could be applied in an area, you know, that I'm interested in, you know, human achievement, human potential. And then the, and then that was just, you know, followed by pure mania. And I think a lot of founders are that way, right? That their their company came from some manic moment. And then the hard part is just follow through. Tony, can you boil this down for us? Because you just shared so many amazing nuggets with Fire Nation. Boil it down into one clear lesson that we can walk away from, from that aha experience. I explain it as be true to yourself, right? If you're willing to be true to yourself, when you have that moment 
that is that just really resonates with you and every part of you is itching to go to towards it then like you've pre-decided that that's where you're going to go that you're not going to get hung up on some other job responsibility i mean i'm sure i had something else that i was planning to do for those four days that i was coding up the first version of lyft but i just i'd always told myself that you know i need to build a business that fits who i am you know, I, I don't need to build a business like Larry Ellison or Donald Trump because I'm not one of those people. I, but I need to find something that really fits who I am so that I'm always playing to my strengths. And because I was thinking that way, when I had a moment, I was just ready to commit to it 100%. So, Tony, you've had a lot of great moments in your journey, but what is your proudest entrepreneurial moment? The, that start of Lyft was actually followed by a period of real distress because it worked so well for me, but everyone that I showed it to hated it. It just really didn't work for other people for a long time. And it wasn't until really two years later uh, that we had, that I just had been working as a side project. I finally got a co-founder. I got some investment. And then we had a long slog to even like figure out something that worked at all for people. And when I finally got it to the point that it started working, we were able to launch it and we had real users, we did this little vanity calculation inside of our company of like, okay, this is the number of lives we're changing every day. And there's, you know, there's three of us, right? And now we're bigger, but in that, that first version, it was really just three or four of us. And um, how, many, like, how many life coaches would it take to have the same effect that we're having right now with right. this technology right now. And so our vanity metric was that each Lyft employee was the equivalent of a thousand life coaches. And that was like, that was the number that blew my mind. I thought, wow, now we have finally really accomplished something. And, and you know, that, you know, there's like this Maslow's hierarchy thing that goes on in entrepreneurship where at first you're, you don't, you don't have any money. And so that's what you're afraid of. And then you're afraid of your competitors. And then once you like have any sort of confidence in your business, what you really just care about is what impact you are having on the world. And it was that moment when I realized that each of us was the equivalent of a thousand life coaches. I was like, wow, I actually built something that matters. And, you know, I've just been proud of that ever since. Powerful. And Tony, let's use that just inspiration to bring it to present times. Let's talk about Lyft today. What's one thing that just really has you fired up right now? Lyft One was a very lightweight kind of motivational system. And this Lyft 2.0 is almost like just outsourcing like your entire willpower. It's like it's like the brains behind, you know, any goal that you have. We have the data, we have the advice, we have the tips, we have the community, we have expert support. Like what I just like I love that we're now so smart about what it takes to succeed. So like I was just looking at data around diet um, right before we, we did this interview. It's like, I can tell you which diet you're most likely to succeed on. I can tell you that if you follow through on a diet, which diet you're most likely to lose weight on. I can tell you which one you're going to be happiest with at the end, regardless of whether or not you lost weight. The, like that, that sort of information about what works and doesn't work, I think we have more, more information about diet right now than the actual authors of these diets. And that's like that's true for meditation. It's true for uh, relationships, for productivity. We're just constantly pulling in data in order to make Lyft smarter. And so Lyft 2.0 is really just about doing, uh, being a much smarter coach, almost like carrying a 
coach around in your pocket. Wow. Well, I can see without a doubt why you are ecstatic about having those insights. I mean, the things you're going to be able to do, the opportunities you're going to be able to create is just fascinating. And Tony, before we dive into the lightning round, let's thank our partners. What a revolutionary concept, audiobooks. Imagine what our car rides and workouts would be like without audio content. Seriously, how do we ever go on runs with our Walkman and CD players bulking up our pockets or drive from point A to point B without hooking up our MP3 players to our car dashboards? I am so glad I don't have to think about that anymore, especially now that I have audiobooks.com. Audiobooks.com allows you to listen to your favorite titles instantly, anywhere. You can choose from more than 40,000 books, and I know you have a growing list of business books you've been meaning to dive into. With their industry-leading bookmarking technology, you can seamlessly switch between devices without losing your place. Make sure you're getting the titles you really care about. Audiobooks offers free sampling so you can preview as many books as you like even before you sign up. Get your first book for free today by going to audiobooks.com slash fire. Are you one of those knee-jerk reaction types where when the phone rings, you're so programmed to pick it up, you don't even bother to look at who's calling you? Well, this can sometimes be a dangerous game to play. There has to be a certain percent of those calls that end up catching you way off guard. Either you weren't ready for the conversation or you didn't have your pitch ready and you get so mad at yourself for picking up the phone because you're now on the line. With eVoice, you don't have to worry about not being prepared for a phone call because every time someone calls and you just let them go through to your voicemail, you'll get an email transcript sent to your inbox immediately. See why this could be a great thing for you? You'll actually be able to prep before you return the call. Ready to learn more? Go to evoice.com, enter fire at checkout for $5 off every month forever. That's evoice.com, promo code FIRE. And Tony, we've now reached my favorite part of the show, the lightning round, where you get to share some incredible resources and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? I hope I do well. <laughs> what was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Commitment. I mean, I did these two companies where I had... I had an idea and I had excitement, but then I wasn't actually committed to you know, taking it all the way. What is the best advice you've ever received? Bet on compounding interest. It comes from Warren Buffett. And it's like everyone is giving you tips that like, you know, will work for you today, but do, don't do anything for you in the long term. And so I'm always thinking, what, what can I do that's going to build on top of itself and compound so that like every day I'm getting stronger, I have more ability to have bigger and bigger successes. Can you share one of your personal habits that you believe contributes to your success? Yeah, this is one for managing stress, actually. Uh, my partner, she's also a CEO of a different company. And the two of us have always worked very hard and always put ourselves in very stressful situations. So about eight years ago, we started ending each night by telling each other two good things from the day. And so, you know, that's like thousands of good things that I've, that we've acknowledged and shared with each other. Whereas, you know, if we hadn't had that practice, we would have really, I think, been wrapped up in the day-to-day stress and and so I just, I, it's part of what keeps me calm is that I just know um, that every day that I might be focused on the positives from that day. Tony, do you have an internet resource like an Evernote, like a Lyft that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners? 
Yeah, I love this meditation app right now, Calm.com. So you can do it on the, the web or you can download their iPhone app. I just They're nice, short, uh, guided meditations. And one of the things we know from our own research on meditation is that people are more likely to stick with it if they start with something that's just a few minutes long. And uh, it's like it's one of the things where I just practice being calm, being in the moment, not getting overwhelmed by the kind of chaos of, of my actual responsibilities. Fire Nation, you can find the links to this resource and everything that we're chatting about at today's episode at eofire.com slash Tony Stubblebine. And Tony, if you could recommend just one book for our listeners, what would it be? The book that I've been thinking about a lot and which I actually already alluded to is this book's Snowball, which is the Warren Buffett biography. And so, you know, when I said bet on compounding interest, snowball is actually the metaphor for that. Because if you pick a really tall mountain and start with a tiny snowball and roll it down the hill, it's just going to roll all the way down the hill, gathering momentum, getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And so, you know, your two really real challenges in life are to pick the mountain and, uh, and then uh, follow that snowball all the way down the hill. Well, Fire Nation, I know that you love audio. So if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audio book just like this one for free at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. And Tony, this next question is the last of the lightning rounds, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? Honestly, the money isn't what's important. It's the, the food and shelter and the laptop. The, I feel lucky in that I have the means of production and that I can write my own code. And we're sitting on um, a feature that we've tested here at Lyft, but we haven't rolled out yet, which is basically um, accountability coaching, where just a little bit of effort to hold people accountable to their goals that like practically doubled people's success rates, and it's it's a small enough system that you know I think I could get that built and released to people, and you know within a couple of days probably. And for me, that that ties into everything else I've already been saying. Like this is my life's work, so of course I'm going to do more in that area. And uh, you know I'm a believer in that snowball effect. I'm, you know start with something small and try and grow it. Well, Tony, I have so enjoyed your journey, your two failures, your aha moment, what you're passionate about right now, your life's mission, so inspiring. So let's end by you giving Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance, sharing the best way that we can find you, and then we'll say goodbye. There's one other piece of advice that was important in my career, which I which I, I've really just generalized, which is a VC told me, you know, like at some point, the emotion will go out of no, out of saying no. And what I've generalized that to mean is that like you have all of these decisions which are hard merely because you're making it emotional, not because you're not because they're actually hard decisions. And one of the benefits of experience is that you start to become more confident in your decision making ability. And actually, the decisions get easier, not because you're smarter, but because you're not so wrapped up in the emotion of it. And so I think of that as basically the, this, this really defining piece of advice that for the experience of entrepreneurship is it it just does get easier because it gets less scary. 
And then as far as what to do next, like I would love for if, if any of the listeners here are interested in self-improvement, fitness, productivity, health, um, we've got a ton of support for that over at our website, lift.do. They can either use Lyft uh, through the web or we have an Android and uh, iPhone apps as well. Wow. Well, Tony, Fire Nation is well aware. They can find the links to everything of value, the resource you recommended, the book, your contact information, lift.do at eofire.com. Type in Tony in the search bar and his show notes page will pop right up. And Tony, thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise and experience. Fire Nation salutes you and we'll catch you on the flip side. John, awesome. Rad. Thank you so much. Fire Nation, have you attended one of our live webinars on Podcasters Paradise yet? Not only do I cover some of the best podcasting techniques, we also dive right into Paradise so you can have a sneak peek behind the scenes and look at our vibrant community filled with over 350 podcasters. Oh, and did I mention that we give away a free lifetime membership during every webinar? Sign up for our next live webinar at podcastersparadise.com. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite. 